GameZillaMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of the major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of the Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grim. With me, Player One Mickey, who you probably just heard Brief sing the entire intro, and then, of course, my producer and co-host, Butterboy. How you? How y'all doing there? Um, I really enjoyed that unique take on our intro. I, I liked it, too, and I think it was, uh, <laughs> I think it was fitting in a day. <laughs> the good news for to... you, Butterboy, is that you won't even have to put the intro in. It's already done. It's there. It sounded and... like this, guy. in case you want to know. <laughs> see, see, it's, it's, it's weird because I get all this hotness blasting in my ear. I mean, this hot GameZilla track blasting in my ear. Well, you guys just sit in silence. So, yeah, you do you do hear my, my, my creepy, I mean, I mean, sexy breath in your ears, but I'm hearing all of this great nah, so see, I jam out great. I jam out to my imaginary sound I just mute my microphone so it doesn't come through and I just have turkey in the straw playing in my head 24-7 so it doesn't matter what my, it's coming in my ears, it's just turkey in the straw so any, any, anyways, let's uh, let's let's just uh, take a second here and um, thank our patrons for dealing with this, um, you know, this amazing show that we put on every week. Yeah, we got patrons somehow. Some of you love and support us. Uh, the first three minutes of the show wouldn't uh, necessarily be the best representation. But you love us all the same. And thank you so much for your support. Patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. If you're hanging out on Twitch or if you're listening to us and you're like, I like these guys. I like the cut of their jib. Maybe I should give them some money. You're right. Follow that feeling. Go to Patreon.com slash GameZilla Media and start your patronage. For as low as just $1 per month, you will ex- you will receive some very cool, very fun stuff like uh, my show, The Ridiculous, that I occasionally put up at my leisure to entertain you where I make lists of things. Or you can get on that $5 exclusive content level where the show's on GameZilla Media. They, we all produce one bonus show per month available for your listening pleasure, including this week's Muster Bust from the GameZilla podcast, giving you the lowdown of all of february's greatest and worst releases so uh please consider joining our patronage patreon.com slash gamezilla media i think Woo. this i think just a little teaser for this month i think this month might have the most controversial game we have ever must or bust before Ooh, i like that tease yeah i like, so. I like that yeah a little bit in there yep there's there games for perverts that's for sure <laughs> He's like, I like that tease. I'm just gonna give more away. <laughs> Not hey, that did, that that was a deep tease. Like you were like a little tease, yeah, and I was like a strip tease. Like yeah. it's a game for perverts. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, anyways, thank you, patrons, uh, again, for all your support. We appreciate it so much. Uh, we are live every week on twitch.tv slash GameZilla Media, so make sure you come hang out live and influence the show if you can't. 
uh, then you can check out the video on YouTube and as the VOD here on Twitch, or you can listen to the podcast in all the great places you know, as far as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, wherever, wherever it is you like to hang out. So uh, we are everywhere. So make sure to hit five stars, give us a like, hit that heart emoji, subscribe, whatever those buttons let you do helps us out a ton. Um, all right, so in episode 345, we're going to do things a little bit different this week. We have three topics. They all revolve around the three people here on the show. So if you, um, moving forward, you're going to notice that things are going to be more connected to each member of the podcast, and that way we can try to speak on them in a personal matter and, you know, from a, from a news standpoint or an educational standpoint, whatever, whatever it is that topic brings out, uh, should be, should be a good time. And this allows us to be a little more organic and a little bit more just connected to us and, and what, what we find interesting and enjoyable or inferior or, or angering in, uh, in gaming. So we're going to let, uh, we're going to change things up here and we're going to let, uh, Butterboy take, uh, take us into the brand new segment. All right. First, discussion piece of the week here. I spent some time this week reflecting on how you could look at my life and you could look at my, my state here at 32 years of old and in, in the year 2021, and you could look at me and think a lot of wasted potential, <laughs> maybe a borderline <laughs> failure. Tough to say. Um, I agree with like it me. all. I mean, you're on this podcast. <laughs> and a couple people like me. And that's about how you could sum up Stadia so far. Google's game streaming platform. A lot of wasted potential. Maybe maybe a considerable failure. And I guess maybe a couple people like you. Um, the big news came out this week that there's a, there's a blow coming to Stadia. Google is shutting down their in-house Stadia development studios. So... Google's just waving the white flag and saying, hey, we're not going to we're not going to develop any games for Stadia. We're going to focus on making it a great place to stream third party games uh, in a statement. They, they made it clear that, hey, developing games takes a long time and is expensive. Is it something they didn't know two or three years ago when they were getting ready to launch Stadia that? Game development is a long, expensive process. I don't know. Is Google running out of money? Apparently, they are. I, I have no idea why all of a sudden they're they're pulling they're pulling this. Maybe they didn't have any good ideas and they just decided it's time to can it. But um, it's it's really surprising to me because if you look at the success of other in-home gaming platforms. They're built on the backs of having exclusively developed franchises and software to support their platform and attract people to the platform. Now, the PC gaming world isn't the same. It doesn't operate the same. And honestly, I don't think Stadia plays into the PC world. They, I think it's more akin to the console gaming world. And this seems like a really weird play for them to so early in the life of their streaming platform, be like, you know what? We're just going to shutter our studios that we're going to make exclusive games. And we're just going to try to convince people to play our third party games here in a platform that is inferior uh, performance wise to having a dedicated gaming system in your home. The only thing it is, is maybe slightly more convenient if you can deal with playing things in a potentially laggy and, 
low performance way. I don't know. It, the, the whole thing to me has come across a little bit um, like Google decided to half ass it, you know, two years into Stadia. Um, what's your guys take on this? I mean, your last statement right there with Google half assing something and just and like, I don't know how many times I have looked at technology that Google has introduced and said, "Ooh, that has potential. And then a year later, it's just gone. Right. So like that Google, this is what Google does. They like get an idea and they're like, "Ooh, it's shiny and new. And then the second it just the second it doesn't explode in front of them, they go, oh, we're bored of this. Right. Or and so. Yeah, obviously, there's money bleeding from this side of Google. Do I think Google's running out of money? No. But I think Google, you know, just like Microsoft looked at Xbox over the last several years and said, you know, yes, we're Microsoft. And yes, we make billions of dollars. We don't care because if Xbox is sitting here bleeding, we're just going to get rid of Xbox. Same like they said about Mixer, right? So, I mean, that's what they, that's what a good business does is they take their assets they want out of something uh, like Mixer had, and then they just let Mixer go, and they retain what is truly valuable to them, and they just move on. And so Google does this too. The only thing is that Google had zero success ever um, when it comes to developing with with their with their studios. I mean, can you name a single game that actually matters that came out of these that came out of these development uh, facilities? I can't. So, no. you know, and to your example of being a third party, like come play on our platform. We don't have anything special. They have at this point, the money you're saving on your development teams and, and all that type of stuff. You have to be like Microsoft at this point, in my opinion. And you have to just say, I'm going to go buy exclusive rights. I'm going to go buy, you know, what, whatever. Um, but really it comes down to the fact is that you still need to create some, some separation, if you don't believe that separation is needed, like I know Microsoft is the play anywhere group, they still have, you know, studios. They still they still have things that make them unique. Doesn't matter if you play on a PC or an Xbox, but bottom line is if you're playing on a PC, that's a Windows device. Um, who makes Windows? It's Microsoft. So they're still making money off of you. So like, you know, you look at it that way and and Microsoft has a good a, a good idea and they're really built seem to be building towards something that's that's a streaming service like Stadia, that's a hardware service that, that Stadia, you know, doesn't really have besides of a controller, that's a development, you know, mill that they keep buying and creating these new these new developers, uh, that that again Stadia doesn't have. Yet somehow Stadia is supposed to stick around over the next five years and it's just not gonna happen. Like there's just no perk. And that's, uh, you know, I, right now, this is just a, this is the next crack in the armor uh, to what I believe is just the day that Stadia is gone. Here's a concerning sort of early trend that I'm picking up on, because uh, my first thought about this announcement from from Google is, OK, what does this mean for Amazon Luna? which is their new product that they're rolling out that is essentially the same thing, structured financially different. Obviously, it's a diff different company. But Amazon spent all this time and money developing Crucible, 
and then just totally had to bail on it because it didn't work out. Yep. Are we going to see Amazon get gun shy for the same things for their internal development studios and the what they're trying to build internally and realize, hey, it's not worth it. Even though, again, Amazon has all the money in the world. Google has all the money in the world and just and, and saying, hey, maybe we need to back up and, and we shouldn't have our hands in this. And we again, we just need to be a platform that that's my concerning thing, because we might see we we already saw Crucible falter and we could see continued effort by Amazon follow the same path and then decide, Hey, Google's right. We're just going to, we're going to stick with just trying to be a platform opposed to being a development hub. Yeah. I mean, crucible was, was a disaster, um, you know, and and they admitted it. And then of course their next game, which was their, their MMO open world or whatever. um, And then the name is slipping right now, but it looked interesting. Um, The the difference is, is that we can reference, content from amazon i can't reference content from stadia that's worse and stadia's been out longer so i mean for me again it just seems like you know from the day that i was on the convention floor you know and and google was there hyping it up trying to talk 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 there was nothing that made that was special about stadia and you know um luna or whatever is still i think more unknown than anything so um i don't know i mean it, it could happen Amazon, um, you know, obviously controls Twitch and Google has has YouTube. And we really thought that they were going to be able to leverage these platforms and create create something that would create would would make would make uniqueness within their platform. And we just haven't seen it on either side. Now, again, Luna still very new. Stadia has had time to show us and it just hasn't happened. So I don't know. I mean, realistically, I'll be honest with you, streaming games, period. I, I don't think 2020 helped you at all um, because I didn't need to stream games. That was the thing. I've been stuck at my house for a year. Now, I know it's not everybody's situation, but a lot of people were working remotely. A lot of people were just at home with their system right next to them. Like, I bought, I remember thinking it was going to be cool to have a Pixel and have a. Um, Kishi Razer um, controller that my phone would lock into and I could launch uh, xCloud and it and it worked great and even to just walk around my house it worked great you know what I don't use any of that because I just don't need it so like for me the need for that for this service is the big question mark is that you know are you having a problem getting people to convert to Stadia Luna even xCloud because people just don't play games that way currently and again, I don't live somewhere where I'm in the subway every day or whatever, but I can't imagine, you know, that it's just super popular right now in, in the in the grand scheme of it. And so we're we're talking about Xbox Series X and PS5s being sold out everywhere. And the second they come in stock, they're gone in seconds, be it from bots or from people trying to still get one. I mean, like, that's the world we live in. Look at graphics cards right now, what people are paying for them because they want to be able to play PC games. You know, the best, like the 3000 series GPUs are almost impossible to get. Like that's what, that's the industry driving right now. They're driving this new tech and this, and this state of the art stuff. And in all honesty, for me, it's just made me completely care. Like I don't care about streaming technology currently. We could everything could change in hell a couple of years, but right now I just think I think this tech is cool. 
And unfortunately, it might just be a little too early, and the pandemic didn't help the situation at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of I like the, uh, the, the the streaming aspect of it. I mean, you know, I got to have something to do when I, when I go poop. So, uh, you know, I want to pick the game up, you know, where I left off and, uh, you know, come back and, and keep going. But, uh, yeah, I agree the pandemic did not help Stadia. And I, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how it's helping uh, Microsoft, how Microsoft is doing with the uh, with xCloud. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, next year probably would have been a better time um for them to maybe try again so hopefully they can hold on and um maybe attack it next year but uh yeah 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 i mean it's it's getting there the here and there is cool but i think also for you a great example would be you've you've fallen head over heels for your nintendo switch you don't again you don't need to stream your switch is portable so you know, like streaming's not that imp- not that important in that in the grand scheme of that when it comes to th- right. that device. But <laughs> I don't know. Like for me, I play like I think of Rocket League or something like that, and I play it at a competitive level. That I you know, so the second I put it onto my phone, and there's a little bit of lag, it bothers me, and so I just don't play it that way. And so it's like I I don't know. I I just don't see it being just that popular right now and i could be wrong maybe people need to hop in the discord and tell me how much they use it but i don't know anybody that sits there and says i use it a ton i use it more than than i turn my pc on like there's just it's just that that's not the way it i bought a tv on purpose so that i could buy a stadia controller and i didn't even buy a ps5 or an xbox because i don't need it like i haven't heard anybody say anything like that so you know um it doesn't surprise me that they're struggling shutting their developer down is a bad sign and i think right now unless something drastically changes this is just this is just a an early warning sign that stadia is in trouble and google and this is what google does they don't play the one thing they do is they they don't they don't mess around when something starts to struggle they don't have a problem cutting it loose and just saying we're done so i'm looking at you google glass i mean the scouter this power scouter but uh, yeah, that's all I got on Stadia. So I think uh, Player One, Miggy, I think you're up next. Yes, I am. So, so uh, coming from your boy, the Mobile King, Gamezilla, uh, I want to talk to you about uh, this little company that I love. I love MiHoYo. Um, they've uh, made the now popular. Uh, release. Uh, I'm sorry. Published the now popular game um, Genshin Impact and uh, one of my favorite uh, mobile slash PC games, uh, Honkai Impact Third. Um, now, the reason I've loved this company so much is because of where they treat their fans. Um, they release a ton of material. Um, if you follow their YouTube channels, um, they release a lot of, like media material. They spotlight the community for creating um, certain like fan works and whatnot. Um, and then even in their games where companies are, you know, trying to, you know, get money out of your pocket, like every chance they can get, they actually give you like the currency to, to do draws and whatnot um, in the games. Every time there's an issue, if there's like a, a, a tiny little issue, it's like, oh, here's coin, here's currency. Um, they, they're always taking care of you. So like it's one, it's one of the companies that I look for the name and I will actually put money and do microtransactions in their games because they're rewarding. But this past, um, believe this past week, um, gave me a bigger reason to support them. Um, it's how they're treating their uh, their employees. Um, now uh, they're coming up on the uh, or uh, forgive me if I'm um, not don't, 
don't have the, the, the cultural facts correct, but um, I believe uh, getting ready to celebrate the Chinese New Year, or it's already passed. Um, but what MiHoYo has done is that they have um, to reward their employees is they have like big raffles and the, the prizes are not cheap, not chintzy. It's like, you know, not like you're getting a pizza party and a gift certificate to McDonald's. No, they went all out. Um, and I got a list of, of the prizes that they're giving out. And um, I mean, they're giving away like bundles, like a 13 inch MacBook Pro. Um with with an Apple uh, Apple Watch Series Six with an iPhone 12 Pro Max, um, or they're just getting yeah just the iPhone, um, then PS uh, PS fives, um, they're and they're doing the uh, the RTX 3070s, which I believe I believe both of those are kind of hard to get. I think I, I think. Both, both extremely difficult to get, yes. <laughs> um, then, yeah, or you could get just the other uh, Apple. They're doing just the Apple Watches, iPad Mini 5s, um, Chinese gold 10-gram bars, um, Xbox Elite controllers, AirPods plus Home Mini, um, uh, and, and I believe a... Ch- to, uh, wow. Uh, Razer audio sets. I believe they're like the Leviathan plus Sirius Symphony tank. 7-1 sound card. I mean, they're giving away tons of stuff. And if you can see the pictures, which uh, we can uh, share in the uh, in the chat, um, I mean, in the Discord, I'm sorry. Um, there's stacks. There's tons of them. And, I'm ki- and, and I kind of wonder how they got a hold of them, but the, I'm not questioning it too much because they stole them off the back of the truck. giving it to their people. I mean, right. made in China. <laughs> the power of the Communist Party, you know. And- <laughs> They're making money. They're bringing it into China. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I liked. I liked. You know, obviously, uh, Miggy always talks about this group and how how much they've given back to the fan base and how the community is good and things like that. So to hear that this that this developer is also being really good to its employees is is very much the opposite of what we've been hearing more recently with just crunch time and and you know not paying overtime and all sorts of different things that have been coming out of the industry. That's like wow. Um, that's really unfortunate, you know, um, but this, this is nice. I mean, you know, obviously for holidays, I think, um, Butterboy and I, you know, we've, we've been to some really cool holiday parties, uh, from, from our day job and there usually is some pretty impressive stuff, but I would say what, what, uh, player one Mickey just rambled off would, would have even trumped anything that we saw at ours. And so, I mean, it's, uh, obviously Genshin Impact is a huge hit and it's generating a lot of revenue and this company is probably looking at themselves as far as financially in a way that they've never seen themselves before so to see it kind of i mean in a fraction to see it kind of get paid back to the developers the people that actually helped make this happen is always a good story touch my heart yeah anything else you wanted to stay on the topic or uh no, I mean unless unless our uh, good old boy Butter has anything to say about it. I don't know if this made his heart grow three sizes too big, but uh that's I mean that's pretty much it. Like you said, it's good to see see a great uh developer treat their employees great. It's probably some sort of evil Chinese communist plot. It's just Chinese <laughs> communist propaganda. Like, look, look look how great we are. We gave our people PlayStation fives. Uh, I don't trust it. Don't trust it. Don't trust China. <laughs> that's me. That's just me. That's just me, not the whole Gamesville podcast, it's just me. <laughs> they get home they open up the box it's just bricks with a love letter that says from owl zero 
<laughs> because he's up on those that's boards. right that's right we talked about it in the pre-show but no one understands that joke anyways Miggy, <laughs> thanks thanks for thanks for the topic there uh this week i wanted to basically pick something that um it's gonna be me eating my words it's gonna be me talking about something that um i never thought i would I, that well i don't want to say never but i just didn't think right now here and now that this would happen um I was gifted some I had for Christmas I got some gift cards and I wanted to um put them into something I could enhance my streaming with right and I decided for some reason <laughs> after all the negativity that I throw towards this technology for some reason I was like you know what I should spend this money on a new VR headset and so um Turns out it was really difficult to find. It was sold out everywhere, and I couldn't figure out why. And as I started researching it, I noticed that people were really, really liking this headset. So I picked myself up a Oculus Quest Two. You know the uh, the you know the 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 Facebook. I'm gonna hack everything um, and read all your data. And and you know if your Facebook account gets hacked then or gets blocked, then your Oculus is bricked for life, and all these negative things that people want to sit there and cry about but um what i'm gonna talk about is how just absolutely amazing this device is and how it's changed my complete outlook on vr so first of all um just to give you a rundown this little device has a bunch of bunch of little cameras all built into it let's say i hear audios from something <laughs> anyways uh, I think it might have been my headset <laughs> now that I think about it because of where I'm holding it. There's a little light right here that just turned on. Oops, my bad, guys, my bad. Um, anyways, uh, there's little cameras all over because you do not need to spec out your room with cameras and motion sensors to get this thing to work. You just put the headset on your head, you grab the controllers, and you play. doesn't matter if you have a computer or not. It just works. So picking this up, throwing Beat Saber on it, and then... Wait, 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 wait roll back. Yep. You don't need a computer to use it? Nope. Can you elaborate on it a little more? Because I honestly don't understand. And it has its own it has its own processing power built into it. Really? It has its own yeah, it has its own Oculus store system built into it. So you literally put it on your head, you set it up, and then you can go into a store and you can buy stuff, download it to internal storage that's on the thing, and play. And you basically can way better than the PlayStation VR. <laughs> yeah, you can play anywhere you want. So it's super cool. You know, you can go out into your living room and the technology of these cameras is super wild because you then just get to see your room in a view that like is insane because your every camera turns on and gives you this super wide angle you know uh, view. You get to lay out your floor draw what's called a guardian, which is basically an imaginary wall that if you get close to it, it actually brings up a grid and like warns you that you're getting close to stuff. So you can really let you can play safely, not knocking shit all over the, you know, off the shelves and stuff, but super, super cool on its own. Um, but the controllers are what really took me to a whole nother level of virtual reality. Obviously the headset's cool. And the fact that I don't need a cord plugged to a fancy PC or to my PS4 or whatever is nice. But I knew that 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 I knew it was going to do that, and I assumed it would do it pretty well, considering people were were talking highly about the product. The controller is what really kind of started to change my feeling on VR because this weird-looking controller that has a weird like circle orb on it, and you know, each each controller has uh, two face buttons, two triggers, uh, a joystick that does have a button built into it, 
and and like a home button, right? And so what I started to realize though, as I was going through like tutorial setup, is that my my index finger and my middle finger and my thumb had there was like a sense to if I was touching the controller or not. So my virtual fingers in the game were moving. And I was like, wait, that's how's it like there's touch sensitive like sensors in the controller. So if like I wanted to put put my index finger and point it and actually like push a button, all I simply had to do was just point my index finger and then push the button in, in the game. And I was like, yeah, I can't do this on PlayStation VR. Now, mind you, my only experience I've had with VR is PlayStation VR and then like smartphone VR. Okay. I haven't, I've never used a vibe. I hadn't used Oculus before. This is new to me. And so same thing with the thumb. And so you would put your, you know, you open up your index finger and your thumb, you go down to like a cube and then you would just touch the controller. It would grab the cube, use, use, use force back, you know, force feedback and vibration stuff to give you that sense that you're grabbing something. And then you could stack cubes. I grabbed a, I grabbed a uh, ping pong paddle and a ball and I was sitting there just like, like I was at work at the, you know, at lunchtime, just bouncing a, a ping pong ball off this paddle and it felt somewhat real. And that was the point where I was like, this doesn't feel super fake. It feels, it has a sense to it that almost feels, you know, real. And so I was really impressed with the tech. Uh, what really blew me away, though, at that point was, <laughs> was getting online um, so, so, a you know, we have a friend, we have a mutual friend here, um, Testonomics and, um, our, another, another friend, uh, Doge Lord and they're, they're, they're in VR now too, right? They, they've gotten, well, Doge has been, been part of the VR uh, gang and has always fought me, fought back at me as far as how negative I've been towards it. Uh, I can, I, I can, I can tell him that he's right at this point. It, it's really cool. Um, but we all we all kind of collaborated and, and they were already doing this. They said, hey, you want to play some multiplayer Beat Saber? And I was like, what? They're like, yeah, online Beat Saber. I was like, that's a thing? They're like, yeah, just, yeah, here, we'll send you an invite. So I throw my headset on, mind you. All I do is grab my headset, throw it on. I get an invite to a party chat. I have no headset on. There's built-in audio that's being pumped into like uh, the side of my head, though it's not like touching. It's just like it's enough where I can hear it. And there's a microphone built in the front of the headset. So now I'm talking to both of them in a in a perfectly clear chat room, with with no computer, no no anything. And then we launch into the game. We go into multiplayer. They send me a code. I jump in. We're playing three-player Beat Saber, and it's a and it's amazing. It's flawless, flawless. I had I had no problems. And I'm like, this is insane. There's nothing. I'm not connected to anything. This is, the headset's doing it all. So how does this get better, right? Very cool tech. Can do it. Can take it anywhere I want, right? I can also take a USB-C to USB-C cord, plug it into my computer, and it acts as a full-blown VR headset on top of that. So if I want to leverage Steam VR or, or Vive or anything, any of these systems, I can. So I, I guess the, the whole point that I'm making here right now, and, and obviously I bought this device so that I could start streaming some fun stuff with, with you know, my community, is that VR, as far as it being, uh, I used to call it like niche, right? I used to say that like it's just not mainstream. And I can argue and say that Oculus right now, can't say it for everybody, but for Oculus, they are breaking walls down right now for a device that, I mean, this device, you can get into it at 
300 bucks. 300 bucks and you can get in, you can get into this device. Um they're they're breaking down the walls and this is this is becoming more of a mainstream device. There's not there's not the high cost of a device that still requires a high cost PC that still requires a, a console to sit off to the side, you know, to make it work. It just works. And that's what's super impressive about it. Um, I'm looking forward to playing more games on it. I've already been talking in the Discord about other recommendations for VR and how I want to, um, you know, how I want to expand on it as far as being what I can stream, what I can play. But I can tell you, I bought it last Thursday and I played multiple sessions with, with Test and, and, and Doge uh, around Beat Saber and just been spending time exploring the the oculus store and the oculus environment right now i haven't even hooked it to my pc yet to see how that's going um another cool advantage of this 300 dollars you know entry level if you want to call it that vr headset it can wirelessly cast what you're playing to a to a device so if you're hanging out with friends and you want to cast it to a tv go for it wirelessly you can but on top of that for people like that like to stream you can wirelessly cast to your computer and then just capture that footage and stream without ever even hooking the device up to your computer. And it works really well. We watched Tess do it over the weekend. It was insane. Now, mind you, if you still want the full features, yes, you hook it up with a cord. But it's the fact that you have the best of both worlds for a very fair price. And the technology is just super cool. So if, you, uh, if you've been on the fence about checking something out, I, I would highly recommend if you're going to invest in VR, I'd look at an Oculus. Um, because it's a low, you know, lo lowest cost entry, short of like some really like generic cell phone, you know, um, <laughs> a, a weird, weird little device. This is like a full blown VR experience. The controllers are really cool. Uh, the games are there. You know, I'm excited to try. I'm excited to try um, Half Life, Alec. I'm I'm excited to check out some of these experiences like Jurassic Park and being able to run around as a raptor and stuff. Um, you know, you have the Star Wars experiences, you have, there's just so much stuff there. So I feel like the content, there's more content than I realized. Um, I feel like I was stunted a lot because I was comparing, I was thinking of the VR industry, and, but really my only experience I had was what PlayStation was offering me. And so to see it now from, a, from the other side, um, I can definitely eat my words and say, VR is pretty cool and you can do a lot with it. Now, you got the PlayStation VR, what, three years ago? So, I mean, all things considered, the technology has come a long way. Sure. What you've described with the Quest sounds ex exponentially more appealing than the PlayStation VR to me. It always seemed insane to have a three or $400 PlayStation and then have a $400 headset on top of it and then having to buy the move controls then having to buy the software. Like, it always seemed like a huge investment, but realistically... the. VR was a more expensive thing to buy into three years ago when the PlayStation VR uh, hit the market. So I, I totally am more interested in VR based on what you're saying. Totally wireless. You don't need a, you know, advanced gaming PC to be able to play and enjoy it. It does sound like it's a, a much better experience. Again, I still think it'd be a, a long shot for me to want to buy into VR. You know, even at the $400 level is something that wouldn't be my primary way of playing games but this certainly sounds more appealing and i'm glad you're having fun with it yeah i mean obviously playstation vr has aged right but i mean you still go buy playstation vr it's still pretty it's like you look at the cost to buy into psvr right now it's still better to go oculus right so like 
and and PlayStation VR two or whatever they're going to call it, as far as it coming out to be to be part of the PS five ecosystem, will be cool. But you'll still have that problem that you're going to need a five hundred dollar PS five, and then you're going to need what I would assume is a four or five hundred dollar device. And so, you know, it really comes down to, well, what are they doing that's special and why, why would I want to go that way, right? Um, what, what unique software is PlayStation going to offer me, which is what is really their selling point most of the time, that's going to sell me to go that route than the other route. And so, I don't know, like, yes, the Quest 2 is cool and everything I explained, but the Quest 1 did a lot of this. And, that's been, and so that was out before this. So, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm comparing a three-year-old headset to a, to a relatively new headset, but at the same time, this isn't brand new tech that hasn't been on another device. And like the, the buy, the, you know, as it with technology, as time goes on, it's easier to buy into it. So yeah, of course, VR is more affordable, but just because it's more affordable, I didn't believe, didn't necessarily believe that it was going to be a different experience, I think was the point. And so like the fact that, you know, um, VR actually ex like surprised me and excited me, um, that I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting to be like, I'm going to play Beat Saber and it's going to be Beat Saber and I'll stream it a few times and then maybe I'll realize that this, you know, again, it was gift cards, right? So like I didn't really spend any of my money. Uh, so I looked at it that way where I was like, well, if it just turns into another dust collector like my PlayStation VR is, then I won't be upset about it. But I don't I don't feel that way about the device um, not anymore. So and the technology here with, you know, being able to the reason why I wanted to go PC VR was the ability to stream, the ability to actually input, um, you know, there's ways to actually input chat into into your headset so that you can see chat, um, you know, things like that, that that meant a lot for me from as a content creator. So there was a, a uniqueness to me. But I think someone that buys this just to hang out in their living room and play games um, you know, or, or in the summer wants to look like a complete idiot and stand, you know, and, and be in their backyard in the nice weather and, and, and try some stuff. Like, I think it's a really, really cool device. And so I know it might not VR be in the gazebo 2021. Yeah. yeah. And, and, <laughs> it, you know, it's just, it's a really cool tech that I, that I, I just didn't expect to be this pumped about it where I'm, I'm playing it every day. Um, I'm actually using it as my exercise routine right now because I am getting a good workout playing uh, games like Beat Saber. And so for me, who's been stuck in the house, it's actually kind of motivated me to get a little, to be a little bit active and say, all right, it's that time of day for me to play, you know, five to ten songs, work up a good sweat and then feel better about myself because I didn't sit on my ass all day. So um, all around, I have nothing bad to say about it. The, the only thing I guess, if I had to pick one little thing, I would say, and, and this is a, from a business side of things, I understand why they did it, but like you have like this headset, right? And it's pretty comfortable. I mean, it's not terrible. Um, but then they like, hey, there's this $50 elite strap that makes it more comfortable on your face. And in my head, I'm like, why not just ship it with that strap then? Like, but at the same time, I get the idea of the upsell. I get the idea of like, here's the accessories you can buy with this thing. I get it. Just for me, though, it's like, um, you know, I ordered I, I wanted I ordered this, the head strap and then uh, the head strap elite. And then, um, you know, I'm looking at the so it comes with like the piece that rests on your face is foam. Well, like a, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it's a foam. So um, I'm a sweaty guy. So it's just absorbing sweat as I'm playing Beat Saber. So um, again, uh, 
our, our buddy test here has found uh, like a silicon um, solution. So I want to see what um, what he thinks of that. That might be another like upgrade I do to the device. But um, the one thing. Oh, no, I do have one. I do have one gripe. Oculus, you cannot charge someone $80 for a 16 foot USB-C to C cord. You just can't do it, man. Like, what? why are you like that is the. I hate that's the one thing I hate. Like that's I, grimy. I that's grimy. That's that, bad. Yeah, that cord pisses me off. So like you know, again, Test and I over here on Amazon. Like, what about this cord? What about that cord? You know, like trying to find that off-brand cord that's going to give us uh, at least you know close to the performance of the 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 name brand Oculus cord. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, you want eighty dollars for that cord? You go to Amazon, you get a sixteen-foot cord C to C for twenty-four ninety-nine. It's like, come on. And they're in a meeting with Zuckerberg and he's like, uh, $80 cord. And they're like, Mark, don't you think that's kind of expensive? And he's like, isn't that what people pay for their hamburgers at McDonald's? <laughs> like, no, Mark, that's not what people pay for hamburgers. Oh, <laughs> I don't man. understand the problem. But yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, super cool tech. I'm having a lot of fun with it and I'm looking forward to over the next couple of days, I should have the proper cords and stuff to, uh, to, uh, bring this to the stream so you guys come hang out and watch me make a fool of myself. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> I will too. But all right, those are so guys, this is that new the new format of the show that we're talking about. Each week, uh each member of the show will be picking some form of topic. It could be news related, it could be personally personal related as far as what was going on in their gaming, you know, week, but um we're going to try to just be more organic and and share the things that that's going on because I think that's what's going to make um it, it's going to it's going to allow us to just be uh, more of a special show so hopefully you enjoyed that we're gonna we're gonna roll into i guess the the question then for you for my team here um what is the zilla update do we still have a, do you guys still have a zilla update or i mean you guys talk you both talked about news topics so i think you should so zilla update is next that was um it wasn't our attack on the news anymore we're gonna have to rewrite our lingo but that was uh that was the 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 new segment. Let us know what you think in the Discord, and uh, we'd love to hear it right in the channel of the GameZilla podcast channel. Um, all right. Zilla update. What do you got, Butterboy? So <clears throat> I, I apparently have been in a mood. I've I've had a, a vibe going when it comes to my game selections this week, and it's skewing in a lot of ways old school. So I mentioned last week that I was feverishly trying to defeat Dracula, spent five hours trying to just defeat Dracula in the original Castlevania. Well, last week, throwing holy water, whipping brains, and I got it done. I can say that I have officially beaten the original Castlevania, which is a hard game, uh, and it, it feels good to accomplish something that is known as difficult for me, who is known as being bad at video games. Uh, I, yeah, this, this one actually, just, I still am proud of it. It's something I'm going to be proud of for a long time to say that that's a game that I've beaten and can beat. It feels like an accomplishment. So um, I didn't stop there. Oh boy. I, I finished, I finished a playthrough of super Mario brothers three and it doesn't get talked about the last two worlds in that game are hard. Yeah. They're brutally oh, yeah. and frustrating. It never gets talked about. I don't understand. 
I like I haven't played it since I was a little kid. And of course, I was using Game Genie when I was a kid cruising through stuff. People don't talk about how hard the world seven and eight are in Super Mario Brothers three. They're frustrating. There's points where the, the castle levels become maze like and they're puzzles. And I don't want to solve puzzles when I'm playing Mario. I want to run right and step on turtles. Uh, so closing out that playthrough again felt like an accomplishment felt like okay yeah i've been working through that for a couple years so that one felt good and that continued over into the new game that i'm playing cyber shadow hit game pass this week it's the the latest game published by yacht club gaming uh yacht club games it's not developed by them uh you know a different developer made it but you know if you like shovel knight here you go. Here's Cyber Shadow. And I'm normally not a Ninja Games guy. Um, like I tried the Messenger. I've played old Ninja Gaiden games and never really got into them. Cyber Shadow feels different, though it is a game where you play as a ninja. It's less about um, fast paced platforming, which I thought the Messenger very much was. This one's a little bit more methodic. Learn the patterns and and keep moving forward it feels paced closer to playing shovel knight than it does playing like a ninja gaiden mm. uh and the music is badass like i absolutely love the music i can't stop grooving and vibing to it uh and the the difficulty has ramped up but i haven't found any parts that have have me wanting to quit or anything like that so i mean it's like a 20 dollars game on switch uh, if you have Game Pass, it's on Game Pass. Strong recommendation if you want to play like a, a throwback retro inspired uh, action platformer. I'm really digging Cyber Shadow. And that was the primary, you know, just riding high on playing hard old school style games this week and uh, just feeling good about it. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited that you're enjoying that game because, again, I've, I had a little bit of experience with it and I thought it felt good. So. Uh, I haven't checked it out yet, so I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, it's it's really solid from what I've played so far. So s- strong recommendation on that one. Nice. Player One Miggy, what do you got? Um, I've been putting a lot of time into uh, Damon X Machina, as uh, as Grim mentioned uh, earlier. A lot the, of time uh, with the cartridge in your mouth is what you mean to say, right? No one can. Right. No one can. That's right. Okay. <laughs> But um no oh my gosh here it goes again oh <laughs> but uh, as Grim uh, stated earlier in, this, in the uh, podcast that I I am falling head over heels falling in love with uh, with my Switch I've actually kind of customized a little bit through uh, through some cool decals on there ordered a um I had to replace my uh, shell on it because I dropped it and all of the latches on the shell like like broke so better the shell than the uh, Switch break itself yeah. Um, but yeah, did that, uh, and I put a, uh, a screen protector on there. I'm not a screen protector guy for the Switch. I mean, for any of my electronics, but I actually put one on there, managed to get on there, fall asleep. But um, Damon X Machina is a is an amazing game, and as I'm getting deeper into the story and customizing the mech and everything, it's uh, it's it's really cool. And then on top of that, I was persuaded to uh, pick up Splatoon two. Which I watched gameplay tours and everything. I'm like, nah, it's you know not my not my cup of tea, you know, not my speed and everything. And uh, some uh, other you know uh, some friends that I've made in the community have um have you know told me to get it. You know, they think I like it, so I picked it up, playing with them, and now I am um I'm hooked. I'm like playing it even like when they're not online. I'm playing it, trying to grind up, trying to learn it, and I learned that the Switch Lite has gyro has like a, a like gyroscope on there. Some playing and i'm like i move it up 
and the the crosshair moves and i like freaked out like i I legitimately like freaked out because i didn't know that it had that feature in there there's a touch screen the gyroscope now makes sense why they port mobile games to the switch but uh, yeah, you yeah, gotta use the motion aiming and have to. You have to. You, you I, I turn it off. Motion control. Oh, you gotta. Yeah, so much guys turn it back on. on. Yeah, once you get used to it, yeah. Once you once you get used to it, there's it's such an advantage. Okay, I just bought those guns too. Um, Splatoon is such a weird game. I remember the first Splatoon. I was at a store buying. Uh, God, I forgot. And, then, <laughs> and someone was like, "You want this too?" It come. It literally launched that that night at midnight. And I was like, um, what is it? And they're like, I don't know, some new Nintendo game. And I was like, okay, like, sure, why not? Let's waste some more money. And I remember playing it and just being like, this is like the coolest, one of the coolest like games I've, I've played in a long time. It's so unique. Um, yeah. It's just so much fun. Like just hearing the fact that you're playing Splatoon 2, every time I hear someone's like spending some time playing Splatoon, I go, I really should go play some Splatoon. Like, like I that game drives you back to it, and then the second you play it, you're like reminded how special it is. I want to play it right now. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's what like playing that game is what persuaded me to go ahead and order a um a a real real Switch. So uh, yeah, I've got a got a real Switch coming now. An Animal Crossing edition, right? No, no, I'm getting the (laughs) regular neon hand. No, not Animal Crossing. No, I'm going for. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the gal gun one. Oh god! <laughs> oh god! Alert! 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 All right. Well, uh, that's fantastic. Thanks for sharing that gaming moment of the week, there, uh, Player One Mickey. Um, Butterboy, can we make sure to document when he started and just cut that whole section out of the show? All right. Um, no, the gaming moment of the week uh, has to be, and it's hard. To, it's, I can't believe that I'm still. That this is happening, but um, obviously I talked about VR. You know, it is a gaming moment of the week, but I already talked about it. You guys understand how much fun I'm having with it, and I look forward to more of it. But in the last three sessions of play that I've had with this game, I've walked away with 22 wins. Fortnite. I am having more fun with Fortnite than I have ever had playing this game, and part of it is... Uh, I am, I, you know, I, I do a play open lobbies usually with, with when I'm streaming. So I'm playing with a bunch of, you know, different people, but they're, a lot of them are good. You know, like I'm not sitting here saying I got 22 wins because I'm amazing at the game. But what I've noticed is that how much better I've gotten at the game and I'm playing it mouse and keyboard, which is something that I've really like, I wanted to do. I wanted to really try. And I, and I, you know, people kept telling me like, just stick with it. It takes time, but it'll start to make sense. And when it does, you know, it'll work. And I don't know how many times I started and then just grabbed my controller. Cause I was frustrated over, you know, over the last year, but this re- these last like couple months, I have gone full keyboard and mouse when it comes to Warzone, Fortnite, you know, any other like shooter, basically I've been Valorant. Not that I have a choice with Valorant, but, um, I'm loving the game. The game is just fun. I'm I'm finding teammates that are they're teaching me things and that are fun to game with and um we're winning, right? And like some of these games are like legit like competitive games. Some of them are easy, you know, sure, but some of them have been just fantastic and I'm finding myself building better. I'm editing, I'm doing I'm just doing things I never thought I would and it's that same feeling that I had in Rocket League when I started to kind of break through past some of the, you know, the ranks that I'm used to seeing and started doing 
you know, aerials and started doing wall plays and doing these things. I was like, well, I'll never do that. You know, like in my mind, I was like, I'm just not that good at this game. And, you know, putting a little bit of effort and actually trying and, and, and realizing and recognizing what you're messing up and then listening to people's feedback um, as far as like, hey, that looked good, but you did this, which takes more time. And then you go, oh, wow, that does make sense. And then going back and practicing it more, it, it's it's paying off. And so um, on top of it, the season's been a lot of fun with the bounty hunters and just the, the you know, the, the mega warriors that they're adding to the game. I just picked up Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe yesterday. Um, thanks for the heads up there because it was my day off. So I would I, I almost missed it. But um you know, I've picked up, uh, we, we got the Predator, we got like, you know, there's just, there's a ton of really cool stuff going on in the game right now. And, you know, where others have been mad at the game because a lot of the craziness has been taken out as far as all the, all the different um, tools to make yourself be able to, tr to move faster around the world, jump pads and things like that are, are missing. It slowed the game down, I think, for someone like me who's who decided to, you know, wants to learn the game and not be overwhelmed. So um, I'm having fun. I'm level 90. I'm going to actually finish the battle pass for the first time. I don't know how many battle passes I've bought in Fortnite that I literally made it maybe halfway. So I'll have the battle pass done this week. Um, my rocket pass is done. Like I've been I just I feel like I'm, you know, I'm putting in time with these games I'm enjoying. And uh, because of it, I'm just happy. You know, I'm not not playing the games that, that are, that have been frustrating me. And then I go, I leave, you know, I, in the stream or I in gaming from night and I'm mad, you know, I, I that was kind of me going into 2021 was like, Hey, you know, play what's going to play. What's going to make you happy. And, uh, no matter what. Right. And so that's what, that's, what's been happening. And it's, that's been good. And Fortnite's been, um, surprisingly one of those options. So that's my gaming moment. I know, and, I, and I'm, I'm just going to bring this out here over on twitch.tv slash gameslomedia. Uh, our good friend JJB Cool um, is, is literally having like, he doesn't, he thinks I might be a robot or an alien and that the real, the real Grim has been, has been stolen because I just said that VR is cool and that I like Fortnite. Okay, like those, <laughs> those don't come out of my mouth. You Like that doesn't happen usually. So I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just just letting you know. It, it is what it is. But uh, those are our gaming moments of the week. We want to hear what your gaming moments are. So join the Discord. Come hang out in a great community. Talk about what you've been up to in the Gamesville podcast channel. And uh, let's hang out when when we're not streaming. And then again, you can catch a lot of us like Player One, Miggy, and myself streaming all throughout the week. So if you want to, you know, join up on some Fortnite matches, uh, make sure you're following those channels too, so that you can uh, join join in on the fun. Uh, lastly, we do want to talk about it because it is February has started now and we are going to be working with CS Mott Children's Hospital on their next charity event here that's happened. It's starting and it's going pretty much all month long um, with a with a big focus on the week of Valentine's Day uh, to raise money for the the amazing programs at CS Mott that's helping kids every day that are in the hospital from you know from gaming carts to um co you know um, robotics to music therapy the things they do are just life changing and so uh, any chance that we get as a group and, and as individuals to to work with the the likes of JJ and Connor and Andrew and all of them there at CS Mott um 
you know, we definitely, we love doing this. So you're going to be hearing a lot more about uh, some of these stream dates that are going to be coming up here and and how you can help out and, and donate. Um, and then all the fun that's going to be, you know, surrounding all of that uh, for, for the month of February. It's going to be a fun time. So make sure you, uh, you stay up on that. We'll be talking about it in the Discord. We'll be talking about it in future um, streams here. And we'll be getting rolling. I'll be getting rolling on February 9th. February 9th will be um, kind of like the launch day for me, and then we'll be carrying it through the month. So, all right, that's about it. Um, I guess we'll slide it over to Butterboy real quick, and he'll remind everybody uh, all the good details. Remember, nothing slides better than butter. Please slide on over to patreon.com slash Media and consider becoming one of our patrons you can start your patronage as low as just one dollar per month i'm pretty sure you could afford twelve dollars out of your entire year to support gamezilla the real goodness comes at that five dollar exclusive content level uh, we appreciate all of our patrons so thank you so much for your support and allowing us to continue to keep gamezilla rocking and rolling for you every single week and uh, all the other great shows supported at gamezillamedia.com yeah and also, I forgot to mention the actual name. Uh, Love for the Little Victors is going to be the charity event. So we'll uh, again, we'll have some more some more details around that here soon. Um, I know myself, I'm getting involved. The registration just went live, so I, I believe Player One Miggy wants to get involved, and then Gamezilla in general is going to be just pr promoting, you know, information around. Um, but yeah, if you're also if you guys are a content creator and you're interested in partaking in this event, I know that they they have reached out to me about uh, additional people that maybe they I could recommend. So if you're somebody that is a streamer, is a YouTuber, is whatever, and you're interested in, in joining in, uh, contact me, Grim Dino. You can you can DM me on Twitch uh, or through Discord, how, whatever you know, whatever form that you uh, you either have to uh, you know to get a hold of me. And I will happily share the information that they've shared with me um, to get you involved. So there you go. All right. That wraps up episode 345 of the Games Little Podcast. Again, this was kind of a, uh, a test, test run. So we really want to hear your guys' feedback in the Discord. Make sure you hop in Games Little Podcast channel and let us know what you think. Um, and what you might want to see moving forward as we as we evolve this show and, and, and um, you know, in a way, hit the reset button a little bit. So um, thanks again, everybody. We really I'm just here blowing in the cartridge. Yeah, there you go. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for hanging out. We really appreciate it. And remember, you can you know, you're watching us live on Twitch.tv slash Games Media every Monday. Uh, you can catch the videos on YouTube or the or the uh, the VOD if you if you missed it live. And then, you know, hit, hit that sub subscribe button, that heart button, the like, the follow, whatever it is on whatever platform you listen to us, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever, wherever. We appreciate all the love and support. And thanks again to our patrons. But uh, we're going to wrap it up and uh, just say our, our exit line doesn't work anymore <laughs> in this grand scheme of things. So just remember, uh, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming fun. And until next time, game on. Game on. Game on.